Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today we're going over to Canada in the middle of the day here, uh, over there and the middle of the night here. So if I muck this one up, it's all my fault. I'd like to welcome today Hanny Moura. Good morning, Hanny. Hey, Melinda. How are you? Good, thank you. Did I get that name right? I meant to check that. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> now, Hanny's been a real sport, everybody. Um, my computer decided to reboot before we started here this morning, so he's already been hanging around nearly half an hour. Uh, everyone in my house is asleep, and if the dogs and cats start barking and meowing and chasing each other around the table, um, you'll just have to put up with us because uh, the girls are in bed and they've refused to get out and save us if things go pear-shaped. So, Hanny, if mm. things go crazy around here, my my listeners are used to it. Um, but you may not be. You may be used to a little bit more professionalism. Everybody, Hanny is, um, and I love this word, it's delicious, he is a softwarepreneur. Uh, would you like to tell us what you do, Hanny? Oh, absolutely. I, I think I made up that word. If not, then, well, I think I made up in my own space. But really, I, I use software to solve problems, and that's kind of how I came up with it. And the, the space that I'm in is, is content, like content creation, and automating content creation and content publishing to your website and across other platforms. Um, so that's kind of been my thing. I've always been a big video guy and who love video, teaching about video. Uh, but now, you know, expanding into podcasting and live streaming. There's so many options, so many exciting options to create um, content for your audience. So that's, uh, that's my focus in the past three, almost four years now. Yeah, now everybody, Hanny cheats a little bit. He studied computer engineering, so he knows a whole lot more about this stuff bef- um, than I do. <laughs> and I did warn him about my computer illiteracy, so he's he's ready to jump in and save me when I muck this stuff up. Uh, but everyone, the reason I've got Hanny on today is because all of us are having to face that, I guess, that bear in the cupboard um, of having to jump on and do Facebook Lives and get our stuff up on YouTube and all those things that are giving us more visibility every day. But, of course, behind the scenes, making that all tie in together, uh, for some of us, is a bit of a challenge. And, Hanny, you've come up with this wonderful uh, repurpose uh, gig that's going to save us all. Would you like to tell us about that? Oh, sure. Um, Repurpose is your uh, online repurposing tool for your media. So it takes your media, whether it's audio uh, live streams, and it publishes them, converts them and publishes them across several platforms like YouTube and Facebook. And also um, complimentary, we have another tools that publishes to your website. So the whole the whole premise here is you create the content once and you, uh, this tool, along with the complimentary plugins we have for WordPress, help you get your content across platforms, uh, across the big platforms for more visibility, but also onto your website as well so that people can consume your content on your website, which is probably the most single most important place you want people to consume your content. 
Yeah, and everybody, uh, as you know, I, I have this wonderful podcast and I manage to get it out once a week, but then when it comes to uploading everything to SoundCloud and YouTube and all the rest of it, because we're here in Australia, Hanny, the biggest problem that we have is um, the upload speeds and I can sometimes start mm-hmm. uploading my podcast to YouTube when I go to bed at night and when I get up in the morning it's still uploading. It's absolutely insane. Now, you're going to really? save me. Yeah, wow. You're going to save me with all that. Oh, you're you? going to – love this <laughs> this is the power of repurposes well one of the benefits is you don't need to download or upload anything to your computer uh, it's all handled by uh, our computers our servers uh, so you the, the whole idea is you connect you add uh, you know your podcast to it you connect your facebook account and your youtube account and your soundcloud account to our software it's an online tool so there's nothing to download and then you set up these rules. You say, okay, every time I do a podcast episode, I want you to convert it to a video and send it to YouTube. And then I want you to also take that podcast and upload the audio to SoundCloud. And then you can have another rule that says, if I, every time I do a Facebook Live video, send that to YouTube. So you can really customize where you want your content to go. And our servers or our computers will take care of it without you even needing to log into our software it does it automatically yeah now i i bought this um product oh last week everybody and of course me being me i haven't done anything about it if i had actually set this thing up that means this podcast that we're doing now would have shot out all over the place without me having to do anything absolutely yeah once you set it up and you've picked a template that you like and you know you've published a single episode make sure it looks good the way you like it uh, you can turn on the automatic, the auto-publish, my favorite switch, my favorite button in the whole app. It's called auto-publish. You turn that on, and then that's it. You never need to log into the uh, the app anymore. Uh, the online, I call it app. It's an online software. And uh, every time we, we're finished, you publish this episode to iTunes or you know, to, through uh, your podcast host, and it's live on iTunes. It's automatically going to be picked up by our software and distributed to YouTube as a video to Facebook as a video, and to SoundCloud if you want as well. So yeah. you're in full control, but it's it's automated, but you're in full control. That's what people like about it. It's that it does fully automate things, but it also gives you control in a sense that you can turn off the auto-publisher and click one button and have it publish the individual episodes as well. So it is flexible that way. Yeah, and one of my questions was, Hanny, I interview a lot of kids, um, do a lot of tutoring online, and I had this awful vision of all my tutoring things uh, going up on YouTube as well. So I can just mm. turn it off for those kinds of ones. Yeah, with um, so if you're doing Facebook Lives, uh, you have the luxury of saying, okay, um, I want you to exclude all Facebook Lives that have this particular hashtag in them. Don't publish them to YouTube. Or you can say only publish these episodes that have this particular um, this particular hashtag in the description and only publish those to, to YouTube. So you can still have the automation. So you can turn on the auto-publish mode if you're doing Facebook Live to YouTube. And then you can say, you know, you can have it based on hashtags so that not all your content. Because sometimes you go live on Facebook and you, you don't want that to go to YouTube. It's just something personal or something like that. So you do have those refinements or you can base it on date. If you know that you've already have, you don't want any episode prior to this date to go to YouTube or to go to Facebook, you can control it by date as well. 
good. So it's not retrospective. Not everything I've done already is going to turn up there, is it? Um, by default, uh, if you don't change the settings, um, so if you, are you talking podcasts or, yeah, or yeah. Facebook lives? Uh, both. Yeah. Both, yeah. So by default, uh, if you don't change any settings and you turn on the auto, it's going to queue up your entire library. Uh, so for podcasts, it'll be your entire podcast. Uh, for Facebook, you can choose a personal profile, a Facebook, particular Facebook group, or a particular Facebook page. Um, and by default, you know, once you pick one of those, all those all the videos that you've ever uploaded or live videos you've ever done uh, will be queued up to go uh, once you turn on the switch. Uh, but, yeah, everybody, you've got to be really nice to me because what have we got? We've got over 70 episodes now and some of us have, have decided, no, we don't want to go live with some of these things because we haven't got our makeup on. Um, now, I'm not quite sure that your software is good enough to pick up the ones that look where we look good and the ones that where we look bad. Hey, this could get disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, depending on your podcast or your Facebook lives, you can, you know, decide, you know what, I want to go in and manually select this one, this one, this one, hit publish on all three and then can I turn it off and, uh, you know, do things manually. So you're, you're, you're still in control. No, no need to worry there. Uh, some people love the automation, hundred percent automation. Some people prefer to log in every day and just click one button and say publish. And then it will take care of, uh, all the technical stuff and publish that one episode only. Yeah, everyone. I think I might go with the manual button. I dread to think what would end up live. Uh, some of the things, <laughs> some of the things we get up to around here and forget to push something or do push something. Uh, everyone, yeah. please don't worry. Um, you know how good I am with my hashtags. This could go pear shaped very, very quickly. Um, but Hanny has a wonderful mm -hmm. support group on Facebook called Repurpose, and I notice there's a lot of people in there asking questions. So this is this is a very popular thing right now, isn't it? Yeah, um, Repurpose has been around, as of this episode, probably eight or nine weeks out in the public. Uh, and um, we have, just looking, or just before this meeting, actually, uh, we have just over 500 people signed up to use it. So it's it's been picking up a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement because people love, love automating the the tedious work, like uploading, downloading, making videos, like converting audios to videos, that the tedious work is not a good use of your time. Like your time should be be used creating content. Right? You want to create the content that people listen to or watch. You don't want to spend hours and hours, you know, downloading and uploading and and converting an audio to a video, a video to an audio. That's not productive work. So that's what repurpose takes that takes that buys you more time by taking those tasks away from you yeah everyone it is it is pretty exciting isn't it now we have more exciting things happening here everyone we are about to get nbn so rather than have the old crackly adsl line we're going to get nbn and i've got repurpose i am going to be swamped with spare time so i'll be able to do um, lots more podcasts it's all very exciting uh honey I'm looking at the list of things that we've got that we can now take advantage of, and it's Facebook Live, um, YouTube, and it does all our titles, descriptions, tags, cover photos. Um, and I notice you've got Google Drive, SoundCloud, Dropbox, all those kinds of things that help us um, with our content creation and getting words out there. But the purpose behind all that is is more than just creating the content. It's using it to grow our grow our, I guess, presence out there in the public arena. Yes, that's absolutely right. Like you're creating content for a purpose, and 
the purpose is to attract the people who are interested in, in your in your content and the people who are interested in, in your products or services because you know you're creating content around either an existing product or a service or a topic that you're really passionate about and you want to connect with people about. Uh, so, you know, you're creating this content, you're putting it out, you're creating this digital footprint that's out there in the world forever on big platforms like Facebook and, and especially YouTube because, you know, YouTube is probably the second most popular search engine out there. So you're doing this and you very key point is you always want people to consume content, uh, you know, on different platforms, discover you on different platforms, but you want to send them back to your website to learn more about you or at, and I should say connect with you via email, uh, meaning get on your email list because ultimately your email list is your direct connection, your direct line to uh, someone who is, you know, a potential customer or a potential buyer of your products or services um, if they comment on facebook or they like your stuff on facebook it's great but you can't have a community you can't have a conversation with them you need to get them on your email list um, and the only way to do that is getting them back to your website and having a way for them to opt into your email list there you know how does that happen exactly if they're watching this actually there's no point actually you've got to love the irony of it everybody um this brian won't go to youtube will it honey because we've turned the cameras off oh this is an audio podcast right yeah. so um it will uh, repurpose will take the audio and make a video for you automatically and oh. upload that to youtube oh will it yeah, make me young it's... young and slim in life uh it could yeah of course <laughs> Well, uh, you no, you you actually we have a bunch of templates you can pick from, and uh, or you can you can design your own template and brand it any way you like, and um, it automatically adds the title and the image from your cover art, from your podcast cover art, and makes a beautiful video. It's actually a really cool video because it's very dynamic. Like there's a waveform, there's moving. It's not just a static image. There's moving parts to the video. So it's 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 actually a really engaging video, and uh, it's fully automated, and it pushes that video to Facebook and to YouTube as well if you have those set up. All right, everybody, this will be my first attempt. I'm off work on Thursday. I'm going to put Hanny's uh, podcast episode with me. I'm going to put it live on YouTube because I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, Hanny. How can okay. a static picture um, end up on YouTube and look interesting? So it's probably going to be better than looking at this haggard old head at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I, think, I think I'll go with the templates, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think it's cool because it's not – just a static image but i also think that the fact that it's on youtube it's going to attract a whole different audience right if you have a podcast following people love audio content perfect you've, you've got those people on your podcast you're trying to grow that audience but it's a whole set of people that are so interested in what you have to say but don't even know what a podcast is right? but they discover you on youtube and we always include links back to your website with repurpose so you have a link in the youtube description and so we sent the idea, we we're sending people back to your website so they can learn more about you and, and possibly even learn to subscribe to your audio podcast if that works for them or get on your email list. So uh, the point with repurpose is you're getting a bigger audience, you're reaching a bigger audience because not everyone knows what a podcast is and not everyone likes to listen to audio. People like to read blog posts, people prefer audio and some people prefer 
video or are just more comfortable watching videos or on YouTube all the time. So you're kind of getting your bases covered by being on all the different platforms and uh, you just get more more new people discovering your content because really it doesn't matter what format it's in. It's just the content is what counts. Yeah, and everyone, as I'm sitting listening here to Hanny, I, I get more and more excited. We have a lot of um, – I told Hanny that we were writers, everyone, but I forgot to mention that we, we sort of niche down on occasion into the romance writing field. I can see – or romance writing genre, sorry. I can see the potential of us being able to reach so many more people and our readers and everything by by having covering so many platforms. Um, like romance readers are traditionally um, voracious and – and they're pretty easy to to um, target. I guess some of the big name romance authors do really, really well. Um, if I go Facebook Live and I'm at some of these conferences and things, that really opens up a, another whole new ball game, doesn't it? Yeah, Facebook Live is still. I mean, it's, I guess it's been around a year, just over a year now, uh, but it's just a powerful platform because you connect with people. You connect with your audience, and I find me personally, my audience is mostly on Facebook. Uh, I have, you know, I have a decent, well, let's see, I have a pretty small uh, following on, on YouTube. I have a bunch of subscribers, but I don't feel like I have a connection with them. The same with Twitter. I have a lot of people on Twitter that I, you know, I follow and they follow me, but we don't have conversation. I don't really know who they are. Uh, but Facebook, I just find like my audience, particularly, I've, you know, met a lot of people on Facebook and part of different Facebook groups. And now when I go live on Facebook, it's just like, you know, people respond to that and they, and they hop on, they watch, they, they, they learn more about me, they leave comments because people, that's where my audience is. And I think Facebook Live is probably compared to YouTube Live and Periscope, which are the other kind of other two live streaming platforms out there. I find Facebook Live is just the most, I get the most engagement back from my audience. Yeah, and people get to know you. People get to see your foibles. Um, I did a lot of Facebook Live um, when I started the podcast, and it's probably only in the last month or so that I've dropped that off. And everybody, I'm really, really sorry about that, but I will get back into it as soon as I get myself organised. Uh, I found that with Facebook Live, people remember you. Um, and now that I'm not doing it, um, and I don't know how Facebook's algorithms work, and it leaves me cold even trying to think about it, uh, but you, mm -hmm. you only reach a very small slice of your audience that way. Yeah. 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 I mean, just like any content, you got to be consistent with it. And uh, especially now, Facebook loves live. Like they'll give you the exposure to put you, to put you and the people in your friends or in your network's newsfeed um, more when you do live compared to when you're you know, uploading an image, for example. So I've noticed a lot of like, I know I used to post pictures and get a lot of comments, but now I, I see that dropping down quite a bit. Uh, I just see most people respond more to Facebook Lives than uh, I don't know if it's because Facebook's algorithms are favoring Facebook Live, and that's totally possible. I've been hearing that you know they prefer live videos, so the more live you do, the more they'll show up in the newsfeed. Yeah, that um, might know, be trying to that will change. Yeah, it'll, yeah everything it'll change changes. over time. Yeah, everything yeah. does change. And that's the trouble, everyone, trying to keep on top of all this. But the fun part of it, Hanny, and you do this for a living, is that mm -hmm. it is such a dynamic um, area and things are always changing. But to me, that's what keeps it interesting. Yeah, I mean, like when Facebook, you know, Periscope came out, everybody was going crazy and, oh, I can go live very quickly from my phone. You know, and then another platform called Blab came out, Um few months later and that was a lot of fun because you can do group hangouts and four people can be chatting and having conversations 
Uh, and then that went away after a year. And then Facebook Live came out. So things are just constantly changing, changing. And to, to, this is how I look at it. I mean, there's four, well, three main key types of content you want to create. Uh, written content in the form of a blog. Um, video content, whether it's a video you record or even easier. In, in a sense, it's easier to do a Facebook Live than to record and edit a video. Because for the fact that you don't have to edit, you're live. You go live, and then you're done. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, you know that comes with practice, of course. You prepare your content beforehand, and then you go live. You don't have to worry about fancy intros and editing. So I find Facebook Lives are actually easier once you get past the comfort level than regular videos. And then if you have a chance to do a podcast, if it makes sense to do a podcast, it's just a whole set of new audience that you can target as well. So um, I find like if you can manage to do all three, uh, it's just you just you got your bases covered, and then we can you know the, with the repurpose or whether you do it manually or use a tool, but you want to get those content, uh, the audio version and and the Facebook Lives on as many platforms as possible. Yeah. Facebook, YouTube, and et cetera, SoundCloud. Yeah, and and I, as I'm listening to you, honey. Hey, everyone, I think he's um, now my personality in one. I've done all the easy bits. Facebook Live is really easy because I just get to talk. Podcasting is really easy because I just get to talk. But my written stuff, those blog posts, they're so tedious. Uh, and I know some people are really good at them and they churn out thousands of words and um, put in lots of links, everybody, so you can get Amazon associate fees, affiliate links and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I would suggest that the written one is the hardest of all three to keep on top of. I would agree. I would agree. I started. I started blogging uh, back in 2009, and that's how I got started into this content creation world. And I did a video blog, and I would find that I would spend most of my time on the video because I enjoyed it. And then the you know the write up was like a paragraph, <laughs> a small paragraph, because I didn't like it. And I just it took me so long. And so, I mean, to be honest, the content if you have a blog post and you're not good at writing, then consider doing it as a video blog. So you take your video, you put it on YouTube, or you do a Facebook Live, and then you embed the video on your blog post. So that video becomes your blog post. And then all you need to do is just write a small paragraph, um, really more for just for search engine. So search engines can pick it up better because it's actual text compared to video. Uh, but you don't have to write a full-blown, you know, thousand-word blog post um that's kind of one approach i've i've done in the past is let the video do the talking and then you know either you know if you want to get creative you can take the transcript and get that as your blog post but you know that costs money to, to get a transcribed or time but even if you just write a paragraph or two just to kind of summarize what you talked about there's still value in that and you, you got a blog post and and the cool thing is google likes you know, on-page time, what they call on-page time. So if someone's on your blog page, on your blog post, and, you know, they're watching a video, they're usually on there longer than someone who's skimming through an article. So, you know, video video blog posts are good for search engines because, you know, if the video is engaging and, it's, you know, the topic is good, people will stick around on that page on your, on your site longer than they would if there was just pure text. Yeah, and they're liable to buy something maybe if they're if they're hanging around. I quite often yeah. when I'm watching and listening, I'll be I'll be looking around and seeing what else is on there. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you want to, you know, we, we touched on this earlier. You want to, you're putting this content everywhere with the purpose of driving people back to your site. That's always has to be your goal. It's great to consume it and get noticed, get attention outside, like on platforms like YouTube and Facebook, but it's critical you have people, uh, you those posts that you put up there, those videos you put up there, you tell people through a link or through in the video, hey, come back to this page on my site and get this, you know, free PDF or free tool or whatever it is you want to offer them in exchange for an email address. Yeah. Now, everyone, I've been going for nearly a year now, and I love my podcasting because I get to chat to t- chat to you all. You know that, and I, I pick and choose um, who I'm interested in this week, and it's great. And everybody does go through my website, and that's great as well. But I made a list. Of, someone asked me to run a workshop for them yesterday, and could I send a list of what I did? And I came up with um, seven courses that I ran for the kids, our, our workshops and our online courses and everything, and none of it's on my website. So anyone who comes mm. to my website, you can't buy anything, you can't do anything because I've had so much fun with um, all the surface stuff like chatting that I actually haven't got mm-hmm. my back of house in order. And that is the saddest thing of all because that's where you make your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I mean... At a minimum, even if you don't have your products, sometimes actually a good thing not to be aggressive. Like when someone comes to your website and they say, oh, buy this, buy that. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm just, I don't know you yet. I, I'm just come here to read this blog post. So sometimes being subtle where you put, you know, your products or services, maybe they're a little bit more hidden is okay. But the key thing is you, you want to have a way to capture an email address. That is the most important. Uh, you can use a free service called MailChimp. A lot of people use MailChimp to get started. It's free. And uh, you basically, they give you some piece of code that you copy and paste on your site. And it, you know, it, you can ask people for their email address in exchange for something. You know, usually a free PDF or something of value to them. And the whole idea is once they're on your email list, you provide them more content and more value automated because with MailChimp you can automate it you can say on day one send this email on day six say send this email so you want to give 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 and then you can say oh hey by the way I have this free workshop or free webinar or I have this paid workshop then you do an ask maybe three four five emails into it so it's almost like you're building this relationship with them they come to your site for the first time they don't know who you are they catch a video, they like the video, or they listen to a podcast, they get on your email list, you give them more content, more value, and then you let them know about products or services that are complementary or can help them solve a problem, um, you know, four or five, six emails down the chain. Um, so you're not, they're not coming to you for the first time, you're not saying, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. Like, well, I don't know you. I just wanted to hear this episode, or I wanted to watch this video, and all of a sudden you're trying to sell me something. So just keep that in mind. It's a, it's a gradual process uh, in terms of like nurturing that relationship is like first time get goal is not to sell anything, get them on your email list. And then once you're on the email list, the goal is to offer them more valuable content through an automated email sequence. And, and then in that sequence, you want to present your products or services and see how you can help them further. 
yeah. Now, everybody, we we know what Hanny says and we know that it's right. So I'm still at stage one. I'm first year. Everybody, you've gotten to know, like, and trust me. So next year, I think you should all sign up to the email list and start buying stuff that I promise I will get up sooner or later. Uh, because it, it is interesting, isn't it, Hanny, that we, we do some of the hard work, but we don't follow through with those final steps. And the people who are successful in selling they mm-hmm. they they're very thorough and they get those automated automated sequences and everything all organized very early on don't they oh they do and i'm, I'm guilty i'm i'm not the same about as you like i enjoy in this case more lately creating the software and creating the tools and i don't necessarily have all my uh, my email sequences in in place to you know to show more value in the software or get people to upgrade to different levels and whatnot. So you know, I'm not like I don't know, I, I'm I like the creation part. I'm better at the creation part than I am at the selling part. And um, yeah, it's, I think it's normal. Like people enjoy creating content, having conversations, and talking to people, and creating and giving value. And when it comes to asking, it's it's difficult. It's not it's not easy. So don't be discouraged. You, anybody listening, don't be discouraged. It's it's totally normal. I think most people sometimes avoid it a little bit because they don't want to come across too pushy or too salesy um, and just rather just create content, which is fine. But, you know, if you're running this blog or this podcast with an intention of having a product or service that you want to sell and make some money off of it, um, you just have to think of it as that you're offering more, even more value. Like your product or service, you're selling something that's that you believe in and that people have, a need for and you're solving their problems so don't be afraid to let them know about it yeah and i think that that whole there's a whole new topic around selling and i know i've had a couple of guys on around that selling thing and and sometimes it's fear or sometimes it's just um not taking that next step uh but a lot of us hanny we're into indie publishing and we get so overwhelmed a with writing writing a good book to start with and then b trying to um get the business side of it right uh you know getting book covers out there getting the marketing side of it right it's a huge job and it takes time doesn't it yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't have experience in the writing world, but just marketing, whether a product or service or book that you're writing, it's 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 almost like almost opposites, right? Are you doing your creative, your creation part, your book writing? In my case, it's software, whatever it is that you're creating, it's a whole different way of thinking and a whole different mind, different part of your brain when it comes to building the marketing and the selling aspect and. I think a lot of people enjoy the, you know, we're creative people. We like to create things and not necessarily the greatest at, at selling them, selling things. Or we, we tend to postpone, like myself included, I tend to postpone some of the marketing activity because, hey, I just want to finish creating one more thing or work on this one more little thing before I can focus more on the, uh, on the selling. Because, you know, it's just human nature. I just like, I, I don't have a, I'm not very great at selling I'm working on it. I know it's critical, of course, for any business, but it's something you need to practice to get better at. Yeah. I, look, I love it, Hanny. I'm sitting here laughing because I got you on board today so you could teach me how to get all this stuff up and running and happening and get all my podcasts out there mm-hmm. and everything that I do. And you're actually giving me p- permission to continue as I am. Oh, yeah, she'll be right. We'll we'll carry on and we'll get around to selling it one day. That wasn't supposed <laughs> to happen. <laughs> well, 
don't get me wrong. I mean, you still need to do it. You need to you need to take that step and and go into selling mode, almost like you know, put your selling mode hat and and think about how to automate the emails that go out and and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just all I was saying is I'm guilty of it as well. It's it's normal. I'm not saying it's right, but it's normal. <laughs> it's normal to postpone things and you know don't feel like you're terrible at it. You will get to it. Like I'm selling products. You know, software right now. I'm obviously, you know, making some money off of it, but so it's it 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 will come to you. You just need to work on it. If you're not comfortable now, then just you just gotta kind of get out of your comfort zone and and try it. Yeah, don't be too pushy. Yeah, it's my only advice. (laughs) Yeah, and that yeah, and and there is a line between that that aggressive. I mean, I know there are, and quite often they're young men, to be honest. Um. You, you sign up to their um, websites and newsletters and everything because you want to hear what they have to say and you immediately get bombarded with about 20 weeks of free daily advice and at the bottom of everything it's buy this, buy this, buy this and then at the end of it it's only two days to go, you better do it now and only one day you um, you know, you better buy it now. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not going to buy it. Go away. Um, but it is a tried and true track that these guys have churned out successfully and made quite a lot of money out. I mean, these guys are millionaires. Yeah, no, it works. I mean, it works. I mean, you have to do it right, of course, but it does work. At, you know, the tactics. Of, there's only a certain amount of time left, and and uh, but like, I I like to look look in the long run. Like, if I would, if I want to really give you value, like I I look at every email that goes out has that has one focus. It's just to ed- whether it's educate you or give you a, a one tip or to teach you something or share with you one thing. And then the next email will have another purpose. And then the email where it comes to promote the product or service is a dedicated email just to talk about that product or service. Um, I might hint that you might hint that in your email address in your previous emails. Oh, I want to share with you something exciting in my next email. Stay tuned. You can do that. I just find it a little more subtle and more focused when you have one, one action you want someone to take, whether it's just to read it or you want them to read it and go to your blog post or you want them to read it and take an action to sign up for a webinar or to read it and sign up for your service. So I I don't like to kind of put too much information in one email. Yeah. And everyone, look, if you're sitting here listening and you're still listening after 30 minutes, don't be scared to get out. We've all got our books and we all want to promote them and we all want to talk. I know it went through a little bit of a fashion where you made book trailers and they were expensive and, you know, half of them were half-baked. Nowadays, it's much simpler just to hit the live button on Facebook, hold up your hold up your book for everybody to see, be really proud of it and tell people about it. It sounds scary and it seems scary, but it's actually not. Um, you're just talking to your friends that you quite often already know on facebook and you can talk to them by name people will come on board and you greet them and and it's like having i guess a cyber conversation it it is so much easier and it's free so even with um what hanny's talking about here he's got some wonderful tools to help us he's got the um social press for our facebook live he's got podcast press video press um and something about reviews i'm going to end with this hanny because this is the one that i am really bad everyone i never ask for reviews i always forget um, and one day I'm going to actually sit down on my email list and send out everybody and say please can you give me an iTunes review and I notice one of the things honey that you've got here is a review booster 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a simple little, uh, it's free to download and it's a simple tool um, in a sense, it's simple because it, it adds a nice button below all your podcast pages on your website. And it only shows up on pages where you where you have a podcast episode. And it says, hey, uh, enjoying the show? Click here to leave a review. And it sends people directly to the reviews page on iTunes. And um, it just, it's subtle. It's all kind of on the bottom of the page. And but it's, it's only there for podcast episodes because you don't want to bombard people with who are reading your blog or on your main page and they don't know what a podcast is and you're asking for a review. It's just confusing. But the whole idea is that it's, it's just an easy way and it's an automated way to ask for reviews. And one of the things people complain about is this iTunes makes it very difficult to leave a review. It's Sometimes you have to do a three or four or five clicks, but I, I kind of have a little shortcut on how to go directly to the iTunes reviews page. So that link that you get with the plugin is um, is for, for WordPress. It automatically goes to that reviews page. So. Well, there you go, everybody. And the biggest irony of that, again, everyone, is that when we're listening to podcasts, we're not going to people's pages anyway. And I love it mm. when because I quite often listen to EO Fire and um, I notice you've got the $100 MBA up here, which I absolutely love. Uh, mm-hmm. But I never go to their websites to get all the freebies. They always give away freebies at the end, which is absolutely wonderful, and their PDFs. And they're always things that I think, oh, when I get to school, I'll have to download that. But by the time I get to school, I've forgotten. And mm-hmm. so we actually never go anywhere near their websites anyway and that's the interesting thing about podcasting everyone we listen to it but we tend not to go to the actual website very often and so that's why i used to do um notes on my on all my shows but i've actually stopped doing the transcript notes now um because people just listen once once they um, sign up to you uh they just listen to you they don't tend to go to your website as much and other than ceo uh, seo seo um, mm-hmm. it's, it's what is it? Search optimization, whatever it is. Um, people really don't care very much, do they? Well, I mean, I, me as a listener, as a listener, yeah. I, I I'm I'm like you. I agree. I don't I don't as often. Maybe once in a while, but not often do I visit the, the page. Um, so you you do ideally you want to get them to your site to to listen to the episode, but. Sometimes you got to think of it the other way. It's like you use your website to get more people to subscribe to your podcast. So if you have you know, a website with a blog on it, adding your podcast on your website has its value in the sense that people who don't know what a podcast is or don't know what iTunes is, they can come to your website and uh, listen to the content without having a special app or anything on their phone. And then once they get into podcasting, there'll be some buttons on your page so they can subscribe and, uh, you know, automatically get notified when when you publish a new episode to iTunes. So it kind of works in almost the opposite way. It gets people, helps people who don't know what podcasting is, consume your content right off your website and then hopefully become subscribers as well. Yeah. Now, Hanny and I are both members of podcast websites, everybody. So when you start your own podcast, and there's more and more people doing it all the time, podcast websites is is a wonderful, wonderful tool. And I think um, the simple um, 
iTunes um, thing is on there anyway. I think I have got an iTunes click here to review on iTunes. I'm pretty sure mm. that's on there already. Um, but more and more people are starting their podcast. Uh, Pamela Cook, I know you're out there um, and we're really looking forward to you starting your podcast. Everyone, I'm going to get Pamela on um, so we can um, uh, shout from the rooftops her the success of her new podcast. I think she's going to be interviewing women. Uh, I do notice, Hanny, that more and more people are getting brave and picking up the microphone and, and we as listeners benefit from that because there's so many um, podcasts for us to choose from now. Yes, yes. I mean, sometimes you think, oh, I'm too like niched down, too focused on a particular subject. But if you have an audience or you have a blog and you have a following, it's very likely that, you know, there's interest in the podcasting space. So people who don't, like myself, don't have time to sit there and read articles, uh, I would love to listen to a podcast. I mean, you can even take your certain blog posts and convert them into podcasts. I mean, you know, you wouldn't necessarily read them word for word, but you can take a blog post and kind of make that the topic of an episode and make the audio version and have that as a podcast. And and just having your content in different platforms, not different platforms, different formats, is, is very, very important. Uh, and it does take time, of course. Uh, you have to read and create the content, but there is value and like repurpose is one tool that will save you a little bit of time in terms of distributing it, but there is value in having it in different formats and just get a large, a wider range of, of people listening or, or watching or reading. Yeah. Now, everyone, Hanny has been an amazing sport tonight. Oh, sorry, this morning. It's dark here, so I'm thinking it's night. It's not. It's morning. I've got to, I've got to get up now. Uh, everyone, he is an online marketing coach. He works with entrepreneurs um, to grow their businesses. He's given us a free coaching session today because everything that you've said, Hanny, I've made note of. We've got to get those email automations happening. We've got to get brave and press the Facebook Live button. Having, having um, your repurpose there ready to go with our content to to get it out there on as many platforms as we can i think look everyone if you don't buy repurpose i didn't mean this to be a free advertisement um please go ahead and do it and then tell me how to do it because i've paid for it and haven't done it yet um but i will i'm gonna i promise uh hanny thank you is there anything um that you need to add about how we find you um no just um my website's hannymorrow.com if you want to connect with me, there's links to my Facebook and Twitter and all the products and and just a little bit more about me if you want to connect and say hi, uh, if you go to visit handymorrow.com. Yeah, and I, I've gone on there, but I can't find a blog. I can find all your little um, buttons about what you do, but I can't find a blog. So everybody, he does blog somewhere. You've just got to find it. Oh, there, sh- yeah, there should be a link, our, our, the little symbol for RSS uh, oh. right beside the face. That's. Uh, that's my version of a blog. Ah, <laughs> oh, see everyone. I was it's a bit, it's a bit thinking, outdated. I'll yeah. be honest with you. It's a bit outdated. <laughs> Ever since I got into software, uh, it's very time consuming. I'm not going to lie, but it's a lot of fun. It's oh. like my creative, just my creative channel. Yeah. Honestly, the people like to write, create software is becoming my channel to express my uh, creativity. Yeah, look, it's like being married to a plumber, everybody. The only way I would have found your blog, Hanny, is if it had the word B-L-O-G up there. I didn't know you had to look oh, at an RSS feed. I got <laughs> to fix that up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There goes all the advice from the techno guru. We're going to send him back to his own um, website to fix his blog icon. Uh, Hanny, <laughs> look, thank you very much. Um, I wish I was going back to bed now that I'm not. Um, enjoy. I know Canada is just the most beautiful place in the world to be. Uh, and I look forward to... Um, 
linking up this thing on Thursday and spreading our podcast far and wide with our new YouTube um, shimmering cover, everybody. It won't be a picture of me and it won't be a picture of Hanny, but it's going to be something moving and it's going to be, what do you call it, blue wave or wave or something? Oh, wave waveform. Just uh, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I'm such a geek. It's a wave. It's a it's a animated waveform that goes on top of your picture. Um, you'll see. You'll see. you gotta try. It. Oh, I love it. it. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So it's um goodbye from me, everybody, and it's goodbye from the geek Hanny Moray. Um, bye for now from another episode of Roger on the Road. Mm-hmm.